welcome to another exciting week here on Brit David Podcast as Pastor Tim brings us a message today entitled, I Love My Church, from Psalm chapter 122. In February, we focus on love. Valentine's Day is right there in the middle of the month, but early and late, we ought to express our love to one another. One of the objects of love in my life is the love I have for my church, for my church family. Jesus loves the church, so much so that he died for her, so much so that one day she will be his bride. If Jesus loves the church, then I should love the church, and I especially ought to love my church. Here's Pastor Tim. Amen. You can be seated. He deserves the glory, that's for sure. Absolutely. Hope you have your Bible today. If you'll take it and turn with me to Psalm 122. Psalm 122. Let me give you the, a little bit of the historical background behind this. You know, sometimes you wonder, what is the occasion for these songs, for these psalms that David especially will write, like this one and many of the others? This one is supposedly written when the Ark of the Covenant has been returned. If you remember, the Ark of the Covenant was the presence of God. It was representative of that. For Israel, for the, for the Ark of the Covenant to be with them meant the blessings of God. It meant His presence was with them. It was very special to them as a people. And for it to be returned to the temple where it belonged was a special day of celebration. And it seems as if David is writing this for that very kind of occasion. You may have as a sort of a title, I guess, in your, in your Bible for this. It may say something like a song of ascents. In fact, all of the psalms that are gathered right around this particular area are called songs of ascents, ascending as you can imagine going up a hill, in this case going up to Jerusalem. These were songs that would have been sung on the way to church. What was uh, the songs that you were singing on the way to church today? Was it, stop touching me? <laughs> was it the song of, where are we going for lunch today? You know, sometimes our, our getting here is, uh, is part of the battle in the blessing of actually being here. You know, it can, be, it can be tough on the way to church sometimes. And that's what this is written for. It's written for them on their way to church. In other words, it's written as preparation for worship. You know that you need to prepare for worship, to prepare your heart to prepare your soul, to prepare even your body for worship, to be where you ought to be, to be in the right frame of mind that you ought to be in, to be in right connection with God. There are a number of times where we may need prayer at the altar before church as much as we need it at the end of church. We want to make sure that we approach this appropriately, we approach it with the enthusiasm that somebody like David has. What a great, great psalm this is. And it's good for February. 
It reminds me as we get ready for this love month of specific things that we love. I want you to know I love my church. I do. I do. I love my church. I love you as our people. I love being here. I don't want to be any other place on any other, on, you know, on any other Sunday. This is where I want to be. I want to be with you in the Lord's house. I hope that you love your church. I hope that you love it to the point of service, that you love it to the point of sacrifice, that you love it to the point of being here and being a part of that. I hope that you love it to the point that you have prepared yourself even for worship today. In fact, there are three specific things in this passage that I want you to see that you can love about your church. So let's just dig in. You ready? Number one, I love participating in my church. I love participating. I like being here, that's for sure. I like coming, I like being in the surroundings, I like all of those things, but I like being a part. I like, I like participating. I don't want to go and sit and just be a spectator. Now there are certain sports that I don't mind being a spectator for. I don't mind sitting in the stands and watching somebody else that can do it better do it. There are a lot of those sports I can't do. Right? So I, all I can do is sit back and simply watch. Well, church isn't a sport. This is not a game. It's not something that we play. It is something that we participate in. It's not simply to be watched. It is to be done. And when you find yourself in your church, with your church family, worshiping your God, and you are participating in every element that's there, it has an impact on you. It has an impact on you. That's what I want you to see in this very first verse. I want you to see that personal impact is important. Personal impact is important. What does David say when he begins this psalm? I was glad... When they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad. That's the impact that it's had on David. A personal impact of gladness. Now listen, I know good and well that there are some folks who come to church and they're sad. That just happens, doesn't it? It's a part of life. We go through grieving times and we want to be here still. We want to be surrounded by our church family in those times of sadness. There are some folks who come to church, and they're mad. <laughs> that ride, ride, ride over here probably helped that too, didn't it? You know, it just is. It's just part of life. There are some times when you come and you're just mad. But let me tell you this. If you're, if you're mad, don't stay home. Why? Because all you're going to do is get madder, right? And so don't stay home and stay mad. Come to church and get glad, Right? Because some folks come and they're sad. Some folks come and they're mad. Some folks come when they're bad. But everybody can leave church and be glad. Because for every broken heart that's sad, Jesus provides them with what they need. For every heart and every attitude that comes in and they're mad, Jesus gives them reason for forgiveness 
and can give them gladness. Even for every person who finds themselves bad, they can find forgiveness when they're at church and can go away glad. David says, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. It reminds me that personal impact is important. You ought not leave here today the same way that you came in. You ought to be closer to the Lord than you were when you came. You ought to be happier than when you came. You ought to have some answers that you didn't have when you came. There ought to be a personal impact that coming to church has on you. You know, sometimes when a person plays golf, if they play like me, (laughs) there's not many of those good shots that they have. But every golfer knows there's that one shot, one shot that brings them back one more time right? There's something that God can do in your heart today, and it might just be one thing, but it'll be the one thing that'll make you want to come back the next time. I was glad when they said this to me. So a personal impact is important, but number two, personal invitations are important. Personal invitations are important. That's what David said. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's an invitation to him. Let's go to church. Let's go. I was glad when they said that to me. Would you be glad if somebody were to say to you, let's go to the ball game? Would you be glad if somebody were to say to you, let's go shopping? No. Would would you be glad if somebody said to you, let's go on a picnic? Let's go to work? I don't know. Let's go volunteer at Mission Columbus. Let's go to these other places. You get glad. And you get glad because somebody has said, let's go do this. Let's go do this. You and me, together, let's go. It's a personal invitation. Listen, even if this is my church, I still like to be invited. I still like for somebody to say, come on, Tim, let's go. You know, we do like that. But did you know this? In Georgia Baptist Convention... They say that 88% of all the people that you will invite to church will come. You say, I don't know. I've invited a bunch of people through the years and they hadn't come. Well, let me tell you where they get that statistic from. They ask people who were not going to church anywhere at any time this question. If a friend of yours invited you to church, would you be likely to go? And 88% said, yes. Now you may be thinking, well, my friend ain't going to come. They're not going to come. They hadn't come yet. They know I go to church and they hadn't come. I've invited them before and they hadn't come. I'm just going to stop inviting them. Let me tell you this. If you don't invite them, 
they're probably not going to come to church. Here's, a, here, here, here's just a principle for you in life. Stop saying no for people. You know, they can say no all by themselves. They don't need you to say no. Don't come to a point of saying, well, I'm not going to invite my friend to come because they're not going to come. Don't say no for them. You ask them. You ask them. You see if they might come. A personal invitation is important. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Personal invitations are important. Let me give you a third one. Personal involvement is important. Personal involvement is important. That's where we kind of started talking today. Look, if you will, at verse number 2. See, the, the saying's not over. He says, I was glad when they said to me, let's go into the house of the Lord. Then he says this, our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. What he's saying is, I'm here. I'm here. I am in attendance. Get out the attendance sheet, find my name, and put a check mark. I'm here. I am in the house of the Lord. If you've been a Southern Baptist for a long time, then you know that we used to, we used to recognize people at the end of the year if they had perfect attendance in Sunday school. Remember that? They'd pull you up to the front, and that very first year they'd give you a pin about like that, and they'd pin it right there on you. Perfect attendance. It'd go, it went right next to the humility award that went right there. Anyway, they, they put that attendance award on there. And if you got two years in a row, the next year they gave you a wreath that went around the circle right next to the big humility award, you know? It's all right there. And then after that, it had a little hook on it. And you got to hook a bar that said the third year. And then you could hook a bar that said the fourth year, the fifth year. Do you know that when I was in Griffin, we had a man that was there. He had his 50-year pen that was given him 50 years of perfect attendance in Sunday school. I teased him. I said, you're going to get that bar so long, you're going to trip over it, fall, break your leg, miss Sunday school next week. <laughs> it's one thing to be here, but it's another thing to be involved here. God didn't bring you to this church so that you, somebody can put a check mark by your name. He didn't even bring you here so that you can add a bar to your little, to your little lapel that's right there. He brought you here because you complete something that this church needs. There is nobody, there is nobody that can do what you do the way that you do it like you can. Nobody. So where's your place? Where's the place that you really fit? Where's the place that you make such a difference that it matters that you're present, that it matters that you were involved? I've been like some of you. Sit in a church before and think, it doesn't matter. 
one bit to anybody else if I'm here or not. If I wasn't here, they wouldn't miss me. I want to tell you something. You're missed when you're not here. But you're really missed by the people that you impact. If you find that place that is yours, where you are involved, where you are participating, it matters. It matters. It doesn't matter if you get a phone call and somebody says, hey, I missed you. It doesn't matter if you get a text to somebody that said, hey, I missed you. It doesn't matter if you get a note in the mail that says, hey, we missed you. If you've got your place in church and you're not in it, then you're missed. I want to be able to say like David, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. My feet have been standing within these gates. Oh, Jerusalem. See, I love participating in our church. Number two, I love the parts of my church. And what I mean is I love the, the, those parts of worship. I love the prayer times. I love the preaching times. I love the singing times. I love the offering times. I love the greeting times. I love all of those parts that are a part of our worship service. And I want to be involved. I want to be participating in each one of those individual parts. David takes note of that. In fact, he mentions four specific parts of worship or of a worship service that are important to him. For example, number one, togetherness is an important part. Togetherness is an important part. If you look at verse number three, he says, Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. Together. The city itself is a city that is squoze in tight. The city itself is a place that is populated and crowded with people. Now, you can be in a crowd and still be alone. You can be in a crowd and feel like you're all by yourself. But you can't feel like you're alone or all by yourself when you are Together. Together. Jerusalem is a city that is compact together. Togetherness is an important element of church. That's why David says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Let us do that. Let us do that together. You know, it was... It was fun there for a while while we had our two separate services and having one at 8.30 and having another one at 10.30. I want to tell you something. The thing that we missed the most, what was it? It was being together, wasn't it? 
If I heard anything more than anything else, the issue was, I miss seeing so-and-so. We miss being together. Being together is a part of being a family. It's a part of being a church family. When we gather together, we're gathering together for worship of the one true living God. In fact, notice what he says in verse number 4. He says, he's still talking about Jerusalem. It's where the tribes go up. The tribes of the Lord. In other words, we may come from different families. We may come from different areas of town. We may, we may have to drive in from the south. We may have to drive in from the north. We may have to come from a, just a short distance. We may come a long distance to be here. But we come together so that we might be together. Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us here today on Brit David Podcast and invites you to join us tomorrow for the conclusion of his message, I Love My Church. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.